Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Particularly in Syria, where we've been responding to the war in Syria for the past 12 years, and now um, all of that is kind of catching up and com- compounding with this earthquake because you've had years of kind of infrastructure, like buildings that have not been properly maintained or they've been impacted um, by bombs, and so now that infrastructure is crumbling. That's come down because of the earthquake. People are already in need of food assistance. Even before the earthquake, there were four million people in Syria who needed daily food assistance to survive. So that's only going to grow. And MCC Canada has joined the humanitarian coalition in appealing for this disaster. This coalition is made up of Canadian aid agencies that come together during disasters such as this. We're joined today by Annie Lowen. She is the humanitarian assistance coordinator with Mennonite Central Committee Canada. Today on Connections, she's going to share with us how they are helping people in the community. She's also going to tell us how we here in Canada can help those who are struggling across the world. We're joined today by Annie Lowen. Recently, we had some massive destruction take place in Turkey and in Syria. You are with the Mennonite Central Committee Canada. For those who don't know, tell us a little bit about MCC and what they do. Sure. MCC is a humanitarian assistance organization. We've been around for about 100 years. So initially um, started by Mennonites responding uh, to situations in Ukraine, and we're still responding in Ukraine today. Um, We work in the areas of emergency assistance, um, education, peace building, long-term livelihoods and health and water and sanitation. So in situations like the one in Syria right now, we've been working in Syria. We've had a presence with local partners there uh, since the 1970s. So we've been there long-term. We've been supporting over the past decade or 12 years since the war in Syria uh, erupted. And we've been providing funding and support to local partners, their local Syrian organizations to respond to the needs that they're seeing in their communities. What are partners saying right now that they are seeing? The death toll has been growing day by day and we're not, we've now reached around 20,000 deaths. So what are you hearing from the partners? I, I mean, I think everyone is quite devastated. This was obviously something that they didn't anticipate would happen. This is something that um, while they're, really involved in the community and they're perfectly placed for humanitarian response. They were responding to a long-term war situation and now they've had to really pivot to this emergency situation where it's so much destruction. And our local partners there, these are not people coming in from the outside and, and just visiting. These are people who are also impacted. They have also lost homes. They have also had friends and family who have been injured or killed by this earthquake. So they're dealing with a lot of emotional stress but they're still working um, at providing support for people. They've opened up churches. They've opened up community centers. They're providing food for people who can't go back to their homes because it's not safe. Um, so it's just very overwhelming, I think, right now for a lot of folks. Can you just tell us a little bit more? You mentioned it there, but the local partners and and how they work in that community and how they were working in that community prior to this. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously for the past 12 years, there's been a war in Syria. So there's been a lot of displacement, people who have been forced out of um, their home communities, and they're now living in kind of host communities, places where they we would call them internally displaced people. They're not in their home communities, but they're being hosted by other communities as well. So our partners have been responding to those needs, providing 
monthly food assistance. We've been providing things like winter support, so heating fuel and heaters um, for these months when it drops below zero and it's very cold there. Obviously, they they don't have the same kind of heating systems that we have here in Canada. These are concrete buildings with no heating, no insulation. The, the cost of fuel in Syria is astronomical, so most families can't afford to pay for the electricity or for the fuel needed to heat their homes. So our partners have been responding there. And now with this earthquake, they've, they're pivoting, they're opening up centers for, for people to stay so that they can have a safe and warm place to stay. Um, and those needs are just, they keep growing. And we'll see that continue in the next um, few weeks as it becomes more clear the extent of the damage that's happened there. We're hearing about people sleeping in their cars and just sleeping in the streets. How can we hear? Of course, we always we're being bombarded on social media in the news with all these photos, all these videos of the horrific destruction. How can we here in Canada help these people that are on the other side of the world? Yeah, and it, it can be very overwhelming when it, when it's that bombardment, like you're saying, you're hearing about it everywhere. And it can feel like, well, what difference can we really make? But honestly, we can make a difference. Like, Obviously, I would encourage everyone to pray for the situation there, pray for the people who are responding, who are trying to, you know, compartmentalize their own emotional needs with the needs of people who are coming to them for support. Um, I would say learn about other Canadian nonprofits that are working in the, in the area. There's a lot, even some based here in Winnipeg, like MCC. Um, I'd encourage that for sure. Reach out in your community as well. We, there are millions of Syrian refugees around the world. Many of them are also in Canada. There are Syrian restaurants and, and Syrian businesses in your communities. Reach out because those people most likely also have someone that they know closely that's been impacted by this very uh, this earthquake as well. And of course, um, always encouraged to give. Um, you can go to together.ca, which is um, part of the Humanitarian Coalition, which is a group of Canadian organizations who are responding. In, in the situation in Syria and Turkey. Um, it can feel overwhelming for sure, uh, but for that one person, if you give $5, for that one person who gets a meal that day, that makes a huge difference. Um, we may not be able to solve every problem immediately, but we can certainly provide comfort and short-term safety for those who are experiencing something that's really life-altering for them. Do you have an example of how even, like you just said, $5 for one meal can impact a life? Do you have any examples from previous incidents through that MCC has helped with that just can bring that to light and allow people to realize how much of an impact just their little donation can make across the world? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in, in a lot of the emergency situations that we're working in, whether it's Haiti, Ukraine, Syria, um, we depend on donors who give generously, obviously, but we also have thousands of donors who give small amounts who are, aren't able to give, you know, uh, hundreds of dollars, but they're able to give five, ten, twenty dollars. That really adds up. And certainly we have partners like in Ukraine right now where they're providing soup kitchen support. And, you know, a bowl of soup does not actually cost that much, but you do need that that funding to be able to buy those supplies to make the soup. And that can really change a person's day. They can have one kind of like spot of safety of, of some type of comfort in that day before they go out and they have to deal with all the realities uh, of their life in that situation. So um, providing our local partners with some funding to be able to support their community is essential. And it's something that's um, accessible, I think, for a lot of Canadians to do. 
I know you're asking for monetary donations. Is there any, and obviously prayer, but is there anything else um, that people can, physical donations that people can be making at this point? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously with Mennonite Central Committee, uh, we also do a a lot of uh, quilting, quilt support. We send um, different items overseas as well. Uh, in an emergency situation like this, the, the quickest way to get support there is is obviously cash because that's a little bit easier to send around. But um, volunteering is always helpful as well. It supports our programming uh, in the long term and is a great way to engage and learn more about um, where MCC works, um, the type of programming that we do and, and kind of connecting in a very physical, very meaningful way. Back to the partners in Syria, have you been hearing day to day from them about how things are going? Yeah, we have been connecting. We have about six partners that are operating in the immediately affected areas, and they've been just kind of trying to assess the damages of of what's happening. They're providing support through food and like prepared meals and, and safe shelter for people, but they're also just overwhelmed with with how much damage has has happened and just trying to document you know where buildings are not safe for people to stay in because a lot of the buildings haven't necessarily come down but they have really significant structural damage to them Um, so we're in contact with them on a daily basis trying to assess where mcc can provide support where they need support and what are some of the things that we can be doing um, to plan for a longer term response as well I guess this wouldn't be a typical like we're in, we're out, we're done. This is going to be for the next potentially years because the devastation is so far wide. Yeah, absolutely. And particularly in Syria, where we've been responding to the war in Syria for the past 12 years. And now um, all of that is kind of catching up and com- uh, compounding with this earthquake because you've had years of kind of infrastructure like buildings that have not been properly maintained or they've been impacted um, by bombs and so now that infrastructure is crumbling that's come down because of the earthquake people are already in need of food assistance even before the earthquake there were four million people in syria who needed daily food assistance to survive so that's only going to grow and the cost of items will become uh, inflated as the disaster moves forward so it, it will definitely be a years-long response to try to recover from this, for sure. You mentioned earlier that uh, some of the partners out there are opening up soup kitchens and whatnot. Can you just give us a little bit more of an idea of some of the other things that they're doing um, on a daily basis to help? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, providing also some hygiene items. There's been multiple cholera outbreaks in Syria uh, over the past year or so. You can imagine that in an earthquake, water becomes contaminated. The regular ways that you would get water are not the same anymore. So making sure that people have access to clean water, um, being able to have hand washing stations and just the basic kind of dignity items that you would need to take care of yourself, providing clothing and blankets as well. Um, And MCC has been working with our partners over the past decade to provide um, trauma counseling support. So many of our partners uh, have the training necessary to respond to people who are in, you know, in mental distress. This is a significantly stressful situation and being able to provide a little bit of humanity in that situation as much as possible. We also have partners who provide children's activities as well, because obviously it's significant trauma for children. So being able to provide them with games and some just some fun things, comforting things um, to keep spirits up is is critical for sure. 
the children we always think of, but the mental um, impact that that has to have not only on the people that have are in the middle of this, but also those partners, like you said, those local partners are work, that are working there. That has got to be huge. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've had many, many years of stress, continual stress in trying to stay in their community, trying to support people in need in their community. Um, so it's it's a priority for, for MCC to be able to support our partners in the work that they do, but also the staff that, that they have, the, these volunteers, these staff in, in our local partner organizations who are day in and day out showing up to provide support for their community, even while they are themselves experiencing that same kind of a trauma. So um, we, we're really trying to make sure that we we support them and we give them um yeah, the, what they need to do their jobs and to stay healthy themselves. If those partners were able to be on the show today and to talk to us, what do you think they would ask for when it comes to prayer? You know, I think in the past 10 years, um, people in Syria really feel like they're being forgotten by the world generally. You know, you don't see it come up in the news as often. So what I always hear from partners is that they're afraid that they're being forgotten, that the needs of Syrian people are being forgotten. So I would say if you can pray that, um, you know, that we're thinking about them, that we're continuing to think about them, even after this earthquake exits the news cycle, that we continue to keep people in Syria in our prayers and in our thoughts. That would be the key point I think they would point to. When it comes to donations and helping out our friends in Syria and in Turkey, how can we do that from here in Canada? Absolutely. So in Canada, we have um, an organization called the Humanitarian Coalition, which is comprised of several Canadian organizations, including um, Canadian Food Grains Bank, where MCC is a member, uh, Lutheran World Relief, um, Care Canada, uh, uh, Humanity Inclusion, Islamic Relief, many other organizations. It's an easy place to go, together.ca. It will get funds to Canadian organizations that are responding in Turkey and Syria. You can trust it. It's... um, it's all organizations who really care about what's happening there and will be there for the long term. Beautiful. And for those who want to learn more about MCC Canada, how can they go about doing that? Absolutely. You can go to mcc.ca. Uh, there's also an office in, in Winnipeg at Plaza Drive if you want to look us up there. But um, we are always open to phone calls if you are interested in learning more as well. But go to the website for sure. Perfect. Thank you so much for making time for us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for joining us and for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe, to write a review, and to rate our show. We'll talk to you again on Connections.